Hi, it's Mitch from PickTalks.com here with your live show, here with Joe Madden. Uh, we're here every day, um, whether you like it or not. Uh, doing <laughs> well, if you don't like it, they don't have to be here. Free picks, right? talking about stuff. You know, if you're here just for straight picks, you're probably on the wrong show. Um, you always get sidetracked. And, of course, in between sports and, you know, when we have a, a moment to breathe, we're, we're uh, going to go over at least one one of our betting tools um, on yeah. every single show from now on, at least on the Monday through Friday shows. And um, Which we need to, Mitch, because I cannot believe how much information is already there and we're just at the start of the, the building of these tools. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And I know a lot, most people don't, um, they don't, they, they're not aware of, of it. So... Well, even myself, I use the tools every day. And what you taught us yesterday, just breaking down those uh, quarterly bets, I did not know you could do that on the site. So it's so much information on there. It's just a matter of finding it and having it in a place, you know. Yeah, I, I could care less about Major League Baseball, to be honest. I've checked out of that relationship a long time ago. Um <laughs> You know, it's been we'll, like this we'll for... We'll still send Tyler a virtual hug. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been like this for 40 years. I mean, nothing has changed in the last 40 years of Major League Baseball. Yeah. So when do you think we'll see games, Mitch? I don't care. This is why the stadiums are empty. This is why people don't care. You know, they make it that way. They make it a miserable yeah. experience. And, you know, this is why, you know... This is why it's like I don't even go to attend sporting events, pro sports. It's like I'll go to a boxing match or something, but I wouldn't pay to see a game anymore because it's just, I mean, they're publicly raping you. It's like you can, there's basically throwing it in your face here. Look how much money we're making off of you. Yep. That is true. That's oh, terrible. Terrible. Do you think fans will start turning to, like the true fans that actually love baseball, will start turning to the minor leagues? No. No? We're, 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 it's like this whole, we're fighting for the future thing, you know? And then for the owners, the same thing. How about this? How about this? If you guys charge whatever you want for tickets, okay, at the halfway point of the season, we reevaluate, you know, and we say, well, if your record is here, you know tickets remain as if. If if your record is is five hundred or whatever, your ticket price is here, and if your ticket is, is is lower, they go here. And the same thing with player salaries. Yeah, you know, it's like to see. I think you know the players can argue all they want, and the owners can argue all they want. You know, it's like it's ridiculous at this point. I understand. I understand both sides. I get it. You know, the players see record profits, you know, that's what they see, you know, yeah. and the owners see, well, we sold our soul for those, you know, so it's like, just because there's profits doesn't mean that, that it's going to continue to rise at that rate. And, you know, with this, it's unlikely it will. Yeah. Well, fans are going to get fed up. Then there won't be those fans. Well, the fans are already fed up. Baseball used to be the number one sport in the United States. It's not like, you know, 
like how football is now. Baseball was 10 times bigger than that. Baseball was, was the sport. It was the number one sport. It went, you know, five months and it was like, it's what it all was. You look at like all the old time celebrities and stuff. It's not like a coincidence or anything like that. Baseball was way bigger than football is now. It was way bigger. Joe DiMaggio married Marilyn Monroe. It was gigantic. It was as big. <laughs> that is true. I forgot oh, about that. It's as big as it gets. It was as big yeah. as it gets. It was like movie star, celebrity. Like that's how it was. Yeah. You know, um, it's now, you know, this excruciating experience where it takes four hours plus to watch a game that's stuffed with commercials. It used to be a minute in between innings. Now it's two minutes yeah. in between innings, you know? And it's like all these things, the pit, a pitching, you know, all these pitching changes, right? Last year, they finally put a rule in. You can't do it. You know, you can't, you're not allowed to, to, to just change pitchers every pitch. You know, they have to be at least X amount of batters. You can't visit the mound after every pitch, you know, speed the game up. But what they're not offering to speed the game up is to suck out those commercials. Oh, no. Right? The they same thing with the NFL. Second of advertising. The NFL, too. You know, the NFL, this is why I can't stand it, you know? The early games used to start at 1 o'clock Eastern time. The late games started at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And there was never a problem. There was never a problem. Then, and this was a 30-second clock with p- clock stopping on an incomplete pass and a player going out of bounds. Okay, so 30-second play clock, players going out of bounds or an incomplete pass stop the clock. Game started at 1 o'clock. They ended at 4 o'clock with a 15-minute halftime. And it was never an issue. Now, it's a continuous clock. The clock doesn't stop on any of those things except in the final five minutes of each half. Um, they, they've destroyed the ending of the games. They've made it that it's like if you get a first down at or before the two-minute warning... Game is over. That's how they made it in the NFL. They've eliminated the fantastic finish. Yeah. Okay. The best part of it for the fans, they've eliminated it. And everyone's fine with it. No one says anything. You know. I'm not fine with that. I agree with you on that. That drives me freaking insane. Yeah, but that is what that is what it is. And it's like if you're, you know, if you pay to watch the NFL, then you are tolerating it. Then then you're (laughs) I guess I'm tolerating it. Then you're support not only tolerating it, you're supporting it. And what do I do? Boycott the NFL? I don't want to do that either. Well, that's that's what that's what it's going to take, you know. And it's like, but so half times are twelve minutes. The clock continuously runs. You know, there's less plays in a football game than there's ever been. It's true. Yet the games run more than a half hour longer, with three minutes left less of halftime. Sorry, that was me. I accidentally clicked something. That's okay. So baseball is even worse. You know, baseball, they've, they've eliminated the mound visits. They've eliminated, you know, the pitching changes, the frequency of pitching changes. But it's like they're still stuffing it in. I think what, um, I think what, the, own, what the owners might be discounting and what the players are discounting, and I think, um, I don't know if they're discounting, but they just won't say it, is that the... The, is that sports betting and the amount of money coming into baseball because of sports betting? 
you know, it is going to be gigantic because it's the only game in town. And and that is the difference, but they're not taught, they won't say it, you know, because then they have to let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Very good point there, Mitch. So I'm just fed up with them. I don't know. I, I get it. I get both sides. The owners are greedy scumbags. The players are worse. You know, it's it's tough for me to hear like these guys. Oh, we're fighting for your future. And yourself. Absolutely. And yourself. You know, right. don't don't like sit here and say you're not. And, and you know. Max Scherzer is the head of the players union. Okay, Max Scherzer makes fifteen million a year, but he actually makes more than that. I mean that that was in two thousand sixteen, but um, Max Scherzer one hundred and thirty million for three years for the Mets, a hundred and thirty million dollars for three years. You're the problem. You are the problem. It needs to be incentive-laced, a contract like that. It, it's In baseball, it's guaranteed money, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's hard. $130 million yeah. for three years, and this guy's up there complaining, fighting for money. Yeah. This is like Latrell Sprewell when they offered him, you know, the, the $25 million contract, and he talked about how he had to put food on the table for his family. It's like, it becomes a point where it's too much. Right? It, it's it it's too much. It's craziness. But yeah. but the other side here's what the players argue. Well, then the owners would get to keep it all if I don't get it. Why yeah, should they get should. to keep it? And and I see that because it is the players putting their bodies on the line, and I feel for these players. And we look back in the day when Mike Davis played football, and I knew him before he passed, and what he got still as residual from the NFL was nothing. And he put his body on the line and the amount of concussions he got and everything like that for our entertainment. So I do feel for these players back in the day, but it's not that way anymore. The players are getting well, like they're getting highly compensated. Well, I would say, so $43 million a year is $130 million a year. That's what, that's the quick math. Okay. Jacob DeGrom, who's number two in the Mets rotation now with Scherzer at number one, makes $33.5 million a year. Okay, that's $77 million that two players make in one year. It's, it's, it's hard to uh, fathom. It, it really is. It's hard to fathom. You know, it's hard to listen to these guys argue about money because, oh, we want to protect the lower players or whatever. And take less money. Then take less. You know, how about the fans? How about, you know, we're only in it for the fans. Yeah, that's why ticket prices are so high. That's why, you know, parking is so high. You know, I watched that Uber show on, um, it's on HBO or Showtime, one of those. I haven't heard of it. And they said that Michael Eisner at Disney, um, when he took over at Disney, charged a dollar to park. At Disney. He's the wow. one that came up with that. It's like there's there are a couple guys that you just hate their guts with their with these ideas. Michael Eisner charging for parking at Disney because it started at a dollar. Uh, who knows what it is now? It's probably like twenty. Anyways, imagine how many people right park there, and that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. So there's the, there's him that I hate, 
And then there's the guy that came up with the idea of smaller packaging to keep the prices the same. Smaller packaging for what? So the, the guy who came up with the concept was, is they sold olives. I can't remember what company it was. And he said, okay. you know, if we put one less olive in every jar, this is how much extra money we'd make. And it was like a ridiculous <laughs> amount. So then that's when it came to like, you know, everything. Like chocolate chips that require, you know, the recipes, everyone's recipes is three quarters of a pound of chocolate chips, right? Yeah. It's like, but now the bag is smaller, right? Because it's, and then it was smaller, same price. Now it's smaller, more expensive, right? Just charge what it is, you know? It's like, yeah. frustrating. we know you're stealing, you know, we know you're scumbags. It's like, we know that it's all about your corporate line and, and, and bottom line. And baseball is no different. You know, it's a business from top to bottom. And they can talk about the fans all they want. But every time it comes to, to these things, every time it comes to anything, it's screw the fans first. The first thing they do is screw the fans. The first thing. I mean, what's the sushi plate cost in San Diego at the stadium? Who the hell knows? I can imagine. Yeah, can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, I yeah, just know. I find that it's really hard to uh, get on either side, right? Like, I feel for the players because they are the ones putting their bodies on the line, risking the injuries that will affect them for the rest of their lives. The player or the owners, you know, they're not out there on that field. They're not, well, they are producing the entertainment factor for us, but those players are needed to produce the entertainment. So I don't know, Mitch. It's a hard one for sure. But at the end of the day, the fans are going to lose either way. Yeah, that's it. It's it's so the olives on in-flight meals on airplane they went from six to five. What? Yeah, and bad. they saved twenty million bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it, well, it, it, it Yeah, and that, so then everyone started doing this, you know. And it's like I know in Canada they have different measurements, but here it's like it went from the twelve ounce to the eleven ounce to the nine ounce, and so it's like, you know. I guess we didn't need a 12-ounce bag to begin with, right? So you screwed us all those years. Is that what's going on? I'm not really sure. But I just know that this baseball, it comes exactly down to the same thing. And it's like, it, it should be incentive-based pay, salary caps, and, and you know, just like everything else. And a pure revenue, the, the whole idea is like the revenue split and all that stuff. This one is 100% about money. And at least they're shamelessly saying that is, that this is. Like before they're saying, oh, it's about this, it's about this, it's about this. This one they're saying, it's 100% about money. Yeah. But yeah, to hear sure. to see Max Scherzer represent the players union at $43 million a year, you know, and worry about like future players and stuff. How about taking $10 million of that and putting it to the future player fund? Well, you can't live on $33 million a year. <laughs> well... A lot you of ain't worth it. Because they need a lot of education on how to spend their money. The as guy well. plays every five days. Seriously. Plays every five days. He's a great pitcher. Great. Plays every five days. $43 million. <laughs> Wish I could be a pitcher. Yeah. If I if I had kids, <laughs> this is I always say that. And I've said that since I was young. Since the first strike, you know. Um, since the 1981. I've said the exact same thing. And I tell people this, too, when they have kids and they laugh. I say, teach your kid how to switch hit and just be an average fielder. It's 9 to $10 million a year. 
is the going rate. Yeah. Switch hitter, bat about 278 with an average glove, 9 to 14 million a year. That's the going rate on something like that. At the time, it was like 3 to 5 million. I was like, it's 3 to 5 million a year. Now it's, you know, 14 million a year. Switch hit, average glove. I like it. Yeah, I'm watching my buddy Mike Gallo, who used to pitch for the Astros, training up his son to be a pitcher. You can tell this kid's nine or ten. He's gonna be. He's gonna be in the league. Yeah, they showed that Adam Wainwright was doing that. They showed him, you know, like on all the tweets that they're showing of the baseball players. Yeah. Okay. Um. Lots of great games today, Mitch. Yeah, there are. So let's just get started. NBA, (laughs) we've got the Hornets and the Cavaliers, the Magic and the Pacers. We got the Sixers and the Knicks and the Rockets and the Jazz. I know a lot of people like us to get right into the picks, and and that's all good. But I I just really, someone asked about baseball. You got me going. And it's like, I, I, it's, it's, to me, it's just, I don't know. I do not get it. But, anyways. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll just do those four and then we'll do the other four. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, I like it. So, um, in these first four, you're going to have to ride with Charlotte plus the points against Cleveland. We saw Cleveland just win this matchup at the beginning of February, 102 to 101. And I think we've got a tight battle in this one. Again, the Hornets are 4-1 against the spread in the last five meetings with the Cavs. And um, I'm looking at an over game. I know both these teams have been trending slightly to that under as of late, but I think we got a high-scoring one in this. When these two teams match up, they go higher. And then between the Pacers and the Magic, this is a tough one. The Magic just won this on Monday, and they really did blow out the Pacers here. I think the Pacers' offense, though, uh, actually gets off the bus today because they were only able to get, what, 103 points in the last game. I think they show up today, but I don't know. It's a pick I'm going to go with the Magic to get another win. And then I think I'm going to have to roll with Philadelphia. I know it's a million points here that they're laying, but this Knicks team isn't looking good as of late. They've also struggled against the Pacers, 3-7 and seven against the spread the last 10 meetings. What about you, Mitch, for those first four? I like the Sixers against the Knicks. I'm just going to continue to fade them. I know it's probably the public you know, play of the century, but I don't really care. I also like the... the um, I also like the Magic at home against the Pacers. We're on the same page. I like it. The Heat against the Bucks, The Pelicans against the Kings. The Chicken Nuggets against the Thunder Buddies. And the Suns and the Blazers. Not completely loving these last four, honestly, Mitch. I think I'm going to ride with the over between the Heat and the Bucks. I think we have a back and forth uh, battle in that one. That line has moved. Uh, the Heat were what plus three this morning, now up to plus four and a half in that. So um, probably lean on the Heat there. I think the Pelicans probably get the job done against the Kings. And I'm going to go with OKC with all those points. I think 14 and a half is just way too many 
in that the uh, Thunder have been good against the spread. They haven't been winning games, but on the road, they're 21 and 10 against the spread. And we look at this Denver Nuggets team. They have not done well against the spread at home, failing to cover. Um, they're 11 and 16 against the spread at home. How about yourself? I like the uh, heat on the money line against the Bucks. I think they beat them outright. Um, the heat have been kings of the road. And uh, they are rolling on the road. Get plus 160 on that one. Take it. Nice. I graciously accept. <laughs> I like the Blazers against the Suns. Suns not great at covering that big-ass numbers. That's for sure. And the... Of course, Thunder Buddies for life. <laughs> Thunder Buddies for life. Well, we're on the same page with them. I'll fade the Kings, too, just for the sake of fading, fading the Kings, because I enjoy it. What is wrong with the Kings on the road this season? They are just absolutely struggling. The Kings are just a team that um, continue to, um, you know, they win, in, they win in bunches, they lose in bunches. So they mostly lose in bunches. So that's the <laughs> issue with them. Yeah, 8 and 22 on the road this season. They've got to have one of the worst road records this season. They're trying terrible. to think of the worst one. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So today, um, we did this yesterday. We're just going to do it every day. We're just going to pick a betting tool and we're just going to go for it. So. Perfect. And you guys, I am bookmarking this, and I'll bookmark which tool we went over as well so people can go back and look at the videos. I don't want to go over the parlay because that's going to be changing really soon. Okay. That'll be one of the new changes. But um, let's go over the betting tools. So this is the Pick Dogs betting tools. And, um, you know, they just look at the at the big upsets and the big dog props. Um, you know, kind of everything at Pick Dogs on the betting tools is going to be from the underdog angle. And Sports Chat's going to be from an A to Z angle, kind of everything included. Um, I think um, today was the day that Wilt Chamberlain scored his 100 points. Oh, wow. Yep. Today was the day. I love those today in sports on yeah, there. Me too. Kind of, it's not highlighted, you know, really, but it's it's there. I love yeah. it. It's good for trivia night. You can just throw it out. Throw it out with your friends. Look like a rock star. But, um, so, one of the things that we always hear about, and we talk about, like, how the Timberwolves have killed me, and, you know, this team has killed me, and, you know, the Nets suck, and all that stuff, right? I mean, you guys, that... That YouTube argument yesterday with, in about the Nets game was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. There was like three or four guys, and they're just like, you know, because I picked the Nets against the Raptors. Yeah. So, like, you know, they, I don't know. But they lost by 100 points the night before. It's like, walk into the bath. The next time you're in Vegas, go to the Palazzo. Just walk <laughs> in the men's room. I'm telling you, just walk in the men's room, take a look around. If you have a friend that's a contractor or someone that sells, like, tile or stone work or anything like that, bring them with you. Ask them what it runs. Ask them what it, ask them, ask, say you want to recreate this at your house. Get an estimate. 
Okay, this is the, the the lower men's room in the one of the you know they have bunches of them. Just any of them. Go in any of the men's rooms in the casino floor. And ask them what it would cost to to build something like that. Aren't they all marble? Oh, total marble, like top to bottom, and all <laughs> the fixtures are like the highest of high end. Like you know, everything's like um, uh, what's that brand? Like the toilets that are like the a really fancy brand. I forget what they are. It's like, oh man. It's like everything is like top, top shelf. Yeah, they're going to give you that money on the Raptors on that one for sure. Just giving it away. They want my 30, man. It's like, really doesn't matter. Anyways, I like to look at this, the profitable teams. Um, So when we first started, had the profitable teams on here and you can go by sport. So let's just look at the NBA because that is kind of going now. And we'll look at hockey too. So in the NBA, when we originally had the profitable teams on here, when we originally had the profitable teams, they only showed the money line. But now you have a choice. You can go spread, money line, or on the total. And the total will tell you to the over or to the under. So... On the spread, the Grizzlies are the best team. If you bet them on the spread, you're up one seventy two ninety. If you bet ten dollars a game, you're up one hundred seventy two bucks at ten dollars a game. Every game of the season, right? If you just bet them every single game, the Thunder Buddies are second, and the Chicago Bulls are third. The Cavs, the Raptors, the Heat, the Mavericks. Who are the worst? The Wizards, the Rockets, the Freaking Nets. The, the Blazers. <laughs> oh, the Knicks. <laughs> oh, God. The Kings got to be down It's like, too. <laughs> I mean, like, I haven't been, I haven't played golf in a while, but when I go to the club, people ask me, like, if I'm not feeling well, if I've been betting the Knicks. It's like, that's, that's, they, you know, if, if you bet the Knicks, man, I always feel like I have a gambling problem. Like, when I bet the Knicks and the Mets, it's like. Oh, right? It's like, it's like what's going on? I've been betting the Mets again. You could see. So, you know, some of these teams, like the Sixers, are kind of just borderline. You know, they're just kind of right there. And the Warriors, you know, that are slightly over. But when you look at the money line, this is where the big dogs are going to be there for you, are eating, you know. So Memphis on the money line. The Cavs have been, you know, on the money line. The Heat, basically the same teams, right? Except for the Sixers are more profitable on the money line. Okay. And the Thunder Buddies right there. So the Thunder Buddies cover a lot of spreads. They don't win a lot of games. But they're still profitable on the money line because they're gigantic. And then when you look at the totals, the totals adds another column to the upper corner here. You see right here where it says over. And then you could also select under. So if you... A lot of people like totals. Joe is one of them. Yeah. So is that betting every game? Oh that man, they I, play I hit to I, go over. I hit something here. So or is that betting their team total over? It's the game total.
but you could see it there. And then, um, the, um, what was I going to do? You can go by time. Oh, you can expand it out. This is what I was going to show you guys. And it will show you. Hopefully. We're a spinning wheel of death. There it is. (laughs) There's your growth of your money over time. So you can see it's, this is a really nice chart. I'm a, I'm a charter when it comes to stock market and stuff. Yeah. I'm a technical analyst. Okay. So you love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because that's great growth of your money. You, um, I, I can't show it on the screen, but it's like, you can create a line, you know, through this. Okay. And you can find out like where the trend is breaking and not breaking. Like, you can isolate. So if you look in here, right? In this area. Yeah. It's nice, right? Because each one, it tells you each game. I didn't even, it's nice, right? Fancy. It very, is. very fancy. This is not the, uh, this is not the uh, Kmart version. <laughs> this is not the Walmart version of, of, of betting tools over here at uh, Sports Chat and Pick Dogs. This is the Rolls Royce of betting tools. Um, it's crazy all the information in here, Mitch. Yeah, support and resistance are um, a point in a trend where it will, um, where the chart will show that there's that the trend will support itself. If it breaks through support and it goes lower than what that support level is, where the market has shown support, if it breaks through that trend, then you got to watch out. Then you got to go the other way. You know, it's time to go the other way because it's broken support. And the same thing with resistance where it's like your profit level gets to a certain point at the top and it keeps bouncing off of it. You guys, if it follow Bitcoin, right, it gets to a certain price and it seems to do this, yeah. you know, and then sometimes it'll break through that price and then all of a sudden there's no more resistance and it just goes and then it will create a new resistance point, right? Higher, 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 higher. And the same thing. It's like, oh, it won't go below 30, right? It's like, it won't go below 30. Uh Uh-oh, went through 30. (laughs) Where's the next? Then you have to look at the chart further back to see, oh, there's there's support at like 23. But some of these ones that just keep going straight up very quickly, there is no support and there is no, you know, resistance. And that's where it's like, get me the hell out of here. You know, it's like, that's when you see the panic selling and the panic buying in the markets. Now that I bored the living crap out of everybody. <laughs> no, I like not the, at all. I like the question. But yeah, it's a great question. Not as dumb as I look. <laughs> you don't look dumb, Mitch. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. She's on the payroll. <laughs> Asterix. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. We'll go to... I would say that no matter what. You thank, know that. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Go to College Hoops, North Carolina A&T against Radford. Got Asheville versus Charleston Southern. I did videos on both those games. Nice. Yeah, because they're afternoon early starts. I had had a lot of fun. My wife came in the studio when I was doing the Asheville video because I said it. Asheville is Cashville. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Got... uh, High point against Hampton, St. John's versus Xavier. 
a lot of people struggle with the pronunciation there, but it's Xavier. Xavier. Xavier with the Z. It's not Xavier. No, it's not Xavier. It's with the Z. Xavier. Xavier. Okay. Got um, Seton Hall versus Georgetown. Marshall versus Western Kentucky. Seems like they should, they should be playing football instead. Louisiana Tech versus Old Dominion. Charlotte versus Middle Tennessee State. Wagner versus St. Francis of Pennsylvania. LIU versus Sacred Heart. Someone's going home. Conference tournament action here with this Wagner, St. Francis, Long Island, Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Someone's going home. You know, no one wants to go home. The party's just getting started, March Madness. Just getting started. Some, some, oh. Someone's going home, you know. Someone's going to cry. Yeah, the tribe has spoken. This is it. <laughs> Mount St. Mary's versus St. Francis of Brooklyn. Someone's going home, you know. Someone's advancing. Survive in advance. Someone's going home. One of these teams in that turn conference going to the big dance. Going to take on Duke, Kansas. Get their shot. Yep. Shake up the world. Take down Arizona. They will have a chance. That's what we love. March Madness. Cinderella. Coming to the uh, ball. I love watching that Cinderella team go far. Yeah. Sometimes, though, like these teams, they'll go in and they'll play Kansas. They'll lose by like 70. <laughs> you know, it's like this gets slaughtered. Now they put them in the play-in. You know, a lot of these yeah. really small ones, they'll put them in. So two of the play-ins are small conference game play-ins, and then the other play-ins are, like, for a seven seed. So it's, like, UCLA versus – last year it was UCLA versus Michigan State was one of them. So, okay. yep, Syracuse, VCU, all teams like that have come out of those play-ins that have gone deep. VCU went to the Final Four out of a play-in. UCLA went to the Final Four out of a play-in. I mean, it happens. Um, it's March Madness. Rhode Island taking on St. Louis. LaSalle taking on St. Joe's. UMass, straight ass, fired their coach. Four-point favorites here against Fordham because he's still going to coach until the end of the season. You're fired? I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to leave yet. George Washington against Duquesne. Davidson against George Mason. Iowa State against Oklahoma State. Real states battling it out there in the Big 12. Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Florida State, another state, against Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, as Joe calls them. It does sound a little, it sounds a lot less like a whorehouse when Joe says <laughs> Alabama versus Texas A&M. Indiana versus Rutgers. Bryant versus Central Connecticut in tournament action. Someone's going home. Someone's going home. No one wants to go home. Nine and twenty-three on the season. Hey, they can they knock off Brian at twenty and nine. The whole season didn't matter because only yeah. one team from that conference is going to the, going to the dance, and it's the winner of the conference tournament. The whole season goes out for these small conferences. The whole season becomes irrelevant at this point. It's like the winner of the conference tournament Crazy. goes. The loser yeah. goes home. You could be. The thing is, if you win your so here's the way it went. It goes if you won your regular season conference, and you do not win your conference tournament, you go to the NIT. Okay. If you're in one of these conferences, and we all know NIT, while well, they call it the National Invitational Tournament, it means not in tournament, right? Everybody yeah. knows that. It stands for <laughs> yeah. not in tournament. So, uh, anyways, Joe, any of these uh, 
any of these beauties. It is March Madness. I mean, we've got conference tournaments. I know these are the little guys, but still, yeah. these are, you know, like I said, you know, still count as one of the field of 68. Someone's going to, you know, at the end of this weekend, by this weekend, someone's going to punch their ticket. You know, it's like, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to roll. I, I love this stuff <laughs> in case, in case anyone hasn't noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice man. You got Romanelli on here. It's like, we'll just be foaming at the mouth for an hour. We won't be able to say anything. <laughs> you, should, you should bring him on tomorrow morning. That'd be a lot of fun. Let's have to see what his schedule is like. We'll get Romanelli yeah. and Joe, we'll get Jovan. We'll all just sit here and stare at each other smiling. <laughs> <laughs> would be a lot of fun for sure i'm gonna roll with central connecticut plus all those points i think this game is just like you said way too important someone's going home and i think they keep it tight there i'm also liking rockers plus the points i think indiana is definitely the stronger team but you're giving me rockers plus five i'm gonna lay it with them um i think clemson comes out and destroys georgia tech i'm gonna take them laying the eight points also, give me George Mason plus the seven. I like George Mason and what I've seen out of them this season. I think they can keep it tight with Davidson. Um, it's just way too many points in that game. I also like Fordham plus the four um, against UMass. I, do, I don't understand how UMass is such a favorite in this Plus one. 155 on the money line. Yeah, let, let's take them plus 155 on the money line just to get the straight-up win in that. I know they haven't been fantastic on the road, but they're playing UMass, and we all know what you say about UMass, Mitch. Straight-ass. <laughs> Forever in my head there. And then there was another one. I like the total. Oh, Xavier and St. John's. I like the total over. I think we're going to see um, a high-scoring offensive game in that one, and, man, I can't wait to see who wins this one because I think it's going to be a fantastic game tonight. Can't wait to watch it. What about you, Mitch? For the oh, and Georgetown, give me Georgetown plus thirteen and a half against Seton Hall. I think they have a great game tonight. I know they haven't won on they haven't won on the road all season. Zero and nine. You think they could get a win here? Man, that would be amazing if they could pull out the win. I think they cover. I don't know if they win. Seton Hall's been pretty good. It's such they a have. tough conference. I like um I like Asheville. They are Cashville here against Charleston Southern, who stinks. Someone's going home, and I'll tell you what, it's it's Charleston Southern that's going home. They, they, <laughs> five and 24. And they, they're pretty much the writing's on the wall in this one. You know, we saw some conference tournament games last night, and most of them were not that close, um, the opening rounders um, that we saw in the horizon. Yep. I watched them, I watched them on the iPad in the hot tub. Oh, nice. Yeah, I finished my videos early, and it's like, yeah. oh, I don't Sit in the hot tub and watch some games. Whales like are jumping. Like a perfect way to watch games. Yeah, whales are jumping. It's crazy. I was a raisin. I was like a raisin. I was in there so long. I just all shriveled <laughs> up. <laughs> That's how I am anytime I get in a hot tub. I can't get out. I'm just, just like, no, I'm going to yeah, stay here. Yeah, like a raisin. Just shriveled. <laughs> I love it on the fingers. It's always like so weird to touch your fingers and oh, feel yeah. like how like well, it's like rubbery that, they are. Ours is salt water, you know. It's, so it's like I got I got um, salt stains all over the iPad, you know, like <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to change games. I was watching the oh, Detroit game, and then I was watching uh, what else was I watching? Can't remember the other games I was watching, but Detroit, I was definitely watching out there. Um, nice. Oh, Montana State. That one. 
Montana State against. Uh, How was that game? It was awesome. Southern Utah is just—they've been a cash machine for me. They just ha- can't cover anything. It's like they're like them and UMass are just—I mean, I just love them to death. You know, my—I um, used to do a podcast with Tony T for many years, and it was not—I never—I never really advertised it on our channels or anything, so it never was super popular. And um, we used to talk about like my building projects as I was as I was redoing this house, and I would talk about like which coach paid for what. You know, as as we were building, okay. as we were ready, as we had the project lined up, I would say, "Well, this is the coach that's going to pay for it." And as the season would go on, Tony would be like, "Oh, we've just upgraded the tile." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, like Jim Moore Jr. like paid for my entire lanai outside, like <laughs> like the rock construction. We started off with like wood poles or whatever. Then we went to the rock construction around it and everything. It's like, you know, every, that's why everything went so high end. Some of these just fantastic coaches out there are just way overpaid that they couldn't fire them. Um, I like, I'm on the other side. I like Georgia Tech here against Clemson. I think Georgia Tech is a more talented team from top to bottom. And I think that it's just bad coaching. At one point, Josh Pastner was like a young up and coming coach. Now he stinks. I I think it's his fault why Georgia Tech is bad. I think they have a lot of talent on that team. I like the way that I like the, I like the players on that team. Um, I I like, I like Fordham on the money line. I'm not even going to mess with the points in that game no reason like a lot of times they'll say oh i'll take the points i'll sprinkle on the money line no no i'm not even gonna waste my bet anything like if i was gonna sprinkle on the points or whatever just yeah i'm just more money i'm gonna put on that money line at plus 155 in fact i think you can go alternate minus three and a half minus four if you you know whatever you can get on that thing and probably get into the plus 350 range on something like this they just played they just played. I just won money on this game. I just put a, pushed it up to that thing. I just got 330 on my money. It's like. Yeah, you absolutely did. It's senior night at UMass. Fordham has this guy. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys watch too many Fordham games, but they got this guy. I couldn't even tell you his name. He gets like a million and a half rebounds. He's not He's not as good as Tashiwe, but he's mm-hmm. up there. He's like, he's. He's almost what's his name? He is super good. Um, yep. Let's see what his name is. His name is. It's his name is. O h a m s o m s. So last mm-hmm. time out against in the game the other day that we blitzed um, UMass, he had twenty three points and eleven boards in that game, but it's he's he averages over eleven rebounds a game. But 23 points, 11 rebounds. They had no answers. No answers. Yeah, hard to think they'll have any answers for him tonight. That's for sure. I like Florida State on the money line. Someone said Florida State plus two. I like actually like Florida State on the money line um, in that game. They have won 38 of 40 night games at home. Wow. And like I said... Could dress up Notre Dame any way you want, but it's still a whore. It's still a whorehouse to me. Even when I say Notre Dame, right? Yes. <laughs> Slap a little lipstick on that pig. I like Bama against Texas A and M. Super square. That's why I like it. That's what I am. I like Middle Tennessee against Charlotte. Money line. Oh, they're, they're actually favored. I still like a money line anyway. 
It's like minus 136. Just take a money line. Easy. Throw it in your parlays. Tennessee State versus Southern Illinois. Someone's going home. Lamar against Texas Rio Grande Valley. I got news for you. Lamar's lost about 600 games in a row. They're terrible. Oh, they stink. Two and 26. Oh, and 10 in their last 10. They have covered the spread eight times this year. New Orleans, the private. (laughs) New Orleans, the privateers. Rod Zawacki's official team. When he's not when he's when he's not band oh, well when he's not bandwagoning on somebody else. I'm not sure who's number one Gonzaga. He's probably back on the Zags. Um, <laughs> New Orleans against Houston Baptist. Campbell against Presbyterian. The hose, the blue hose against the camels. That should be a war. <laughs> Southern. <laughs> yeah they're gonna gonna try it again (laughs) gonna give it another shot take it on uab southern miss (laughs) yeah right no chance screw you twice a ton but yeah screw them southern miss eight 18 put it this way they lost by 19 in a five minute overtime <laughs> exactly. Like, what extended line could we go up to on this one? They oh, when you get to these type of games, they don't yeah. pay you out that big on the extended. It's like they'll only let you go to like plus two fifty on these things because uh, okay. yeah, because this sets up as twenty five plus. Yeah. Oh, Southern Miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like UAB probably looks at their schedule like you're kidding, right? We got to travel for this. <laughs> it's like yeah. Let's so, call it a game already. It's calling sick for that one. Creighton versus UConn, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Nickel State, Southland. Any of these besides UAB? Well, UAB for sure. Um, and then give me only a couple in here, hey? Yeah. I was looking at the over between Texas Rio Grande Valley and Lamar. I think we've got a high scoring one in that. It's 147 and a half, but I think we nicely go over that. I think we see a lack of defense in this one. Um, the over, you know, they have trended to that under, but I really do think it's just one of those games where they go over. And then which other one did I like in here? This is all this eight o'clock games. Yep. 7.30 and 8. 7.30 and 8. So the other one I liked in there was, um, give me Tennessee State minus the three and a half. I think this is going to be a battle, but I think Tennessee State can get the win and cover here. I like what I've seen out of them so far this season, and we look at them against teams with uh, losing straight-up records. They're 5-0 and oh against that spread. I think three and a half is a nice line for them to get the cover. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that SIU Edwardsville is a beast on the neutral court either. No, I just can't imagine that they would be. But yeah. um, I like Texas Rio Grande Valley, the Boqueros up against Lamar. I've been on Lamar a bunch this season, but not today. I'm taking UAB. I'm going to bet him again. I already bet him. I'm going to bet him again. Why not? Got uh, DePaul against Marquette, New Mexico State against Stephen F. Austin. Got Maryland and Minnesota, Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College, Miami, 
Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn, Tulsa, Wichita State, Austin P, Tennessee Tech, California Baptist against Chicago State, and UNLV, Wyoming in the nightcap. Okay, so I'm going to be pretty square in these. I like a couple of the favorites. I love Marquette tonight, even though I would love to see DePaul get it. I think Marquette comes out and gets that. Oh, that was my phone. Sorry. Um, it gets that road win there. And then I'm going to lay the points with Wake Forest. I think they get it done. Uh, they're so strong at home, 15 and two straight up, 11 and six against the spread this season. And then Auburn, Auburn laying the three and a half on the road here against Mississippi State. I'd like to see Mississippi State get it, but I think uh, calls are going to go Auburn's way. And I think we have a high scoring one in this one as well. About you, Mitch. I like Stephen F. against New Mexico State. I like I like DePaul against Marquette. I just think that, I like the I like the way they're playing. Yeah, it's too. And it's also a local game, local rivalry there. Milwaukee against Chicago. And I like Miami against Boston College because I'm a homer. And I think NC State shows up against Wake. I just think they do. Okay. And I like Auburn against Mississippi State also. I just think they're so much more talented. Yeah. Anyway, it's got a parlay for us. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's take Auburn laying the points. Let's take the over between the heat and the box. And then give me Charlotte plus the points. I'll go with. I'll go with Fordham money line. I will take UAB minus whatever it goes, 18, 19, 20, which really doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever it takes. And Florida State money line against Notre Dame. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make it a winning day. And uh, Joe, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. I like the way everyone... It was nice to us in the, in the comments today. No, People were really nice today. It was really pleasant. You know, it's just, yeah. just a pleasant day. Maybe they're worn out from yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it an awesome day. We appreciate y'all. Bye, guys.